And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around Around the the Way Way Curls. We are two Philly-bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks. Because Because duality duality is a thing. We're recording. Hello, good evening, good afternoon. And good morning, depending on when and where you're listening to Around the Way Girls. This is Shanti. We already do this in the intro. This is Antoinette. And we're together. (laughs) Hello. Antoinette, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Good. Nice to see you. It's nice to see you as well. And we may sound a little bit different because we got some popping ass equipment thanks to chief of staff Antoinette. <laughs> I hope it sounds good. It better sound. It sounds good in these headphones. We need to get, just comment and give us a heads up. We need that confirmation that we are we did better. Yes, and because we sound like professionals. Yes, because I know that sound was trash. We before. were raggedy. We, we want to thank y'all for sticking with us through those first what were we at 16 episodes? Through the babies and the Child. bangles and the hitting of the mic and the hitting of the table and the punching of each other. <laughs> the echo the sounds echo. like that we're in like a wind tunnel when we're recording. So, hopefully this is better. So, for those that wanted to sponsor us, we legit too legit <laughs> Too legit to quit. Get money. Too legit. Okay. All right, Shani, what's up? Just, you know, just. How was your week? Let's start there. I haven't seen you, so we're talking. That always triggers me because I can't remember (laughs) my week is. And then I think something's wrong with me that I block out what happened. But my week's been okay. Um, Working (laughs) very hard. (laughs) Nothing else. (laughs) Working, um, I was talking to you earlier, and um, and I realized that my plants are doing really well, <laughs> and I'm really proud of them. Whose plants are doing better, mine or My yours? plants. I don't think My plants they have are. been around longer than your plants, so they have seniority. Your plants are trash in comparison. We can do a plant challenge any day, boo. You go home, you take, you go live, I go live, we will. and we decide. We should. We let the folks decide whose plants are And better. it's about quality, not quantity, because Antoinette thinks she got 16 raggedy plants that <laughs> have raggedy are plants. together to look like one full bush. <laughs> 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 but anyway, of course, the watering of the plants led us to the overwatering of plants. And oh, Antoinette, you had that. a revelation about something. <laughs> I just because we are connected with nature, so it connected to men. Why did I say somehow. that? <laughs> Cause you was like, I'm not gonna overwater my plant. I'm not gonna be a bugaboo and keep oh, that's texting what I somebody. Anybody. I'm not gonna overwater any and I'm not overwatering anything in life. I swear to God, the more you take care of plants, the more you realize how to navigate life. I'm so serious. 
you realize you have to clean the leaves off so that mm-hmm. the sunshine can come through. That it. might be the detox, the self-cleanse, the self-care. Uh-oh. So that you can see the sunlight again. Get those crusty <laughs> leaves down yes. and off. You know what? And so and the it, new ones can emerge. And, and Yes. And you know what's crazy is that yesterday, Uh-oh. I legitimately came home. I went to an event. <clears throat> and I came home and was like, I need to clean my space. And I, the first thing I did, because I had just bought a new plant, was get all my plants together and I started to trim them yes. and just and just they look they're thriving now. Mm-hmm. I, I touched all of them to mm-hmm. make sure there wasn't any excess water. But I say all this to say that overwatering anything in life is a problem. Stop texting these niggas for no reason. <laughs> Let them text you. Don't th- I'm not saying that. Don't overwater, y'all. Also, men, just a tip. Just these bitches. Also, <laughs> the um a tip of the day, of when the we day. remember, um, is to look at your plants. That's why my plants are doing well, because I stare at them. Well, that's a bit of overwatering. <laughs> I look at them, and I talk to them, and they re- their plants are vain, so they get really excited when you give them attention. So, What are you talking about? <laughs> you can call me, I don't know, I couldn't think of anything, but... Greenleaf Shanti. <laughs> anyway, so my <laughs> week was uh, good. <laughs> I um, I actually, you know what? I was frustrated a bit this week. I have been working like a crazy person at my job. It's like, it's going to be intense for the next three months. So I need to figure out how to navigate that because I did not work out once this week. I did a couple of like little home workouts, but I did not have time to get to the gym. And that was really upsetting to me. And I just have this weird relationship with food and the gym. And, like, if I eat anything, even if it's a salad, and I know I'm not working out later, I feel crazy about Mm -hmm. it, which is not healthy. I'm still navigating it, still working through it. But that was pissing me off tremendously. And I just like working out. I like sweating. Mm -hmm. I like, like, releasing those endorphins. I like being able to get out my aggression, because I'm big on weightlifting, I'm big on boxing and that kind of thing, so I need to get back to that this week and I need to stop popping my lips like that. Secondly, oh, I went to a wonderful event yesterday, so this PR company reached out and they were hosting an event at this amazing black-owned business that I go to often called Otebabel in in, um, Brooklyn. And shout out to Otababel and Maya, the best bartender ever in the world there. And Maya also has amazing jewelry. If you don't know Maya, you need to check her out if you're a Brooklynite. But it was really great. Um, we got there and we didn't know what uh, brand we were working with. And it was it, it was pretty intimate. It was like 10 women, all women of color, um, a Punjabi woman, like a bunch of different kinds of women of color, mostly black women. Um, and they fed us and they, we started off with talking about who we were. Like we wrote letters to our future self that they're going to mail to us in a year. Wow. Yeah. So they were doing a lot of like soul work with us and filming it to see, to really see who we were as women of color Mm. and what's important to us, what we lack, what we feel like we need. And so somehow they want to tie it all into this brand. And instead of coming at us, because brands have been very, they've been very successful. And I, I said this, I was like, you know, brands have been very successful in showing us what we lack 
and selling it to us in that way. And I think the reason why Fenty and Rihanna, like her whole brand is doing so well is because she's not coming. It's so refreshing because she's not coming at people showing them what they lack. And like, I need to get that to be like Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. It's a Mm -hmm. celebration of where you are now. Mm -hmm. And that's really in tune with the whole self-care wave. It's just, it's of the times. And so the company ended up being Clinique, and I was, like, really surprised. Clinique tests on animals. Most companies test on animals, but they caught a lot of flack for it for whatever reason. Um, So eh, if you're, you know, you have to pick your battles and decide if that's for you or not. But I will say that they have, within the last six months, I'm sure because what Rihanna did to the the beauty industry. Fucked it up. Right. She just came in there and was like, Um, They have all of these new uh, shades. And they have, like, I think 60 shades right now. Oh. And we really varied in hue. Like, there was a very dark-skinned woman. There was another woman there that was dark-skinned that had yellow undertones, though. So, like, they were really thinking about, actively thinking about what women of color need. And then um, I'll say that their products, they also have a lot of, like, vitamin C and things within it. So, basically, they say that it treats the skin so that you can eventually use less product which is kind of like, uh, I don't know about that. But, you know, we'll see. So it was a really nice event. I appreciated the fact that they took the time to even do that kind of market research. Um, I think brands are moving in the right direction. And it felt authentic. The people that came over were from the UK, and they were women of color. Super cool. Like, they looked like us. They felt like us. You know, it was it was just a good... It was a good vibe. So shout out to Clinique. This is not an ad. This is not an but ad. But if it y'all can motherfuckers be want us to break our podcast with a quick announcement. <laughs> Feel free, Clinique. We out here. We are collecting coins because that'll be the last ad you get for free. Okay. Now. That's wonderful. Yeah, it was cool. It was really Um, We wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about because it's very... A consistent theme in my life, <clears throat> it's the imposter syndrome. Oh, what is the imposter oh. syndrome? So I was put on about this phenomenon. Nah, phenomenon. Phenomenon. Which one's plural? Single? Singular? I don't know. I feel like ph- phenomenon is singular. Phenomenon. Okay, phenomenon by my good friend Hakeem. Uh, the pits. Shout out to Hakeem, Hakeem Pitts. We got to get him on here. And he let me know about the uh, imposter syndrome. And for those who don't know, I just pulled this from um, the internets. And the definition is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. And when he first told that to me, I was like, oh, that's my life. Um, and it's getting bigger and bigger as folks are diving into their, um, their mental wellness and bringing words to these emotions and patterns that we deal with every day. Um, and so I kind of wanted to talk about it today and talk about my own experience and pick your brain and see if this is something that you experience as well. Um, and talk about the ways in which it shows up in our lives because it can show up in many ways and um, get to the root of the root 
of the root. Why does shit? Why? Mm. So, Michelle Obama also talked about this. What did she say? She says she suffers from the suffered from the imposter. Oh, she syndrome. suffered. Uh-huh. From it. She did. I didn't read the book yet, but I know that she said that because there is an article. Yeah. Well, Michelle Obama still has. Oh, no. She still has imposter syndrome. It's a BBC article where she talked about how she still suffers from it. And she's Michelle freaking Obama. Michelle so. motherfucking Obama. You th- right. Like she still doesn't think she's good enough sometimes. Like self-doubt is real. I think she well, said it on her book tour, but go ahead. I also think what's really interesting, what, okay, what, what, what really clicks with me is not just the I don't think I'm good enough thing. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that you're going to be found out by people that you're not good enough and be oh. called on that you're not good enough, that you're fraud. Like you aren't who you say you are. And I think that's, that's another level to the... Mm-hmm to it Mm -hmm. so like with personally um in my life I have a lot of things that are going well for me and things that I've dreamed about and worked on and I'm currently working on and like what like what so for instance the Sable Collective is expanding and it's going to, if y'all from Philly, this is a big motherfucking deal. It's going from where the gallery used to be, which is a mall. The only mall in Philly. In Center City, in the heart of Center City, not in the suburb. In the heart of Center City, 11th and Market, baby. Um, and we're going to have a store. The Sable Collective and Duafe Holistic Hair Care are going to have a store in the gallery it's with huge. the traffic. Second location. Second location. And... Um, and I am a couple things. This this wasn't um, an opportunity that I was seeking. It came to us, and the offer was made to us. And so, I think there's a level of, are you? Do y'all really know who we are? Why would you? Why? 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 Um, and then. You know, I've been in business for two years, so there's a, there's a learning curve that's still happening. Um, it's just it's just a lot. It's just like I keep having this "when's the other shoe gonna drop" kind of thing, and like, am I really doing? Am this? I really doing this? Do I really deserve this? And am I really capable? Am I capable? And am I really gonna represent properly? Because it's a big deal for for retail, for black women in this space from D.C. to New York. like, And a lot of black women are rooting for us and are super proud. And I know they're going to support. So like, I just feel that whole idea of being a fraud and like people realizing or seeing that, that I am is, is like there. And that's just one way that it plays. So I think there's many, I'll just speak on myself personally. And then another um, area. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. 
Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. My life is like a relationship. You know, I've been so used to being in relationships which felt like they were obviously dead end or they were obviously toxic. And to be in a space now with somebody that is the opposite of all of those things almost feels like it's too good to be true. Like it can't, he is going to realize something like, girl, so I can't believe you even talk about your relationship, Chad. I will neither confirm nor deny that I'm in a relationship, (laughs) but hypothetically, if I were to be in one, that's what would happen. Um, so it can it can show up in many ways. It can show up in folks' relationships, work, school especially is really hard for people, um, and academia. Um, and another interesting thing when I was doing the research was that it's really it's really prevalent with young black women mm. um, in schools, even in among amongst our community. I can see it, and maybe I'll let you speak on it, but, like, being black enough, being too black, being black enough. Are you black enough? Do you know enough about the history? Are you woke enough that somebody's going to check you and realize, like, actually, you're a fraud, and you don't know what you're talking about? And I think that there's... I think this is such an interesting phenomenon I I think that, so I think there's, it's twofold. I think that there are some people that suffer from imposter syndrome and then there's other people that I think know that they didn't do the work and that maybe they know that they're, they are ill prepared. And so that can keep you up at night as well. So it's not that you're an imposter, it's that you're probably capable of it, but you have not done all the necessary things that you've needed to do in order to X, Y, and Z. You see what I'm saying? Like, if this is going to be, this is so me, but like the Super Bowl is tonight and both teams got into the Super Bowl off of bullshit calls that the officials blew. And so whoever wins, there's going to be this shadow over them that's like, but neither one of y'all really deserve to be there. And they're going to have to live with that. And it's like, that's fact. You didn't, you didn't achieve that. That's an, that's, that I don't know is anything a, about that. I get it. That's an example. What's another example? It's like if you get a promotion, but you got a promotion because you took credit for work that really I mean, wasn't that, yours, no. like that type of thing. Like I, I, What I'm saying is that's not imposter syndrome. No. And I know people that identify with, with imposter syndrome who are really just, you just didn't do the work or you're just ill-prepared or you're X, Y, and Z. But for me, imposter syndrome is when you are more than capable and you just don't see it in yourself or you just feel like I, I don't, I don't suffer from imposter syndrome in, in 
in a lot of work related spaces, which is probably surprising because I, I think that maybe people feel like I should. Um, some background on me is that the place that I work now, I used to be a waitress um, for years when I was going back and forth between performing and waitressing. And when I stepped out of that and I got a job in a different nonprofit and then got a job back in the same company um, that has a in, it has a jazz club where I waitress, but it also has a whole bunch of other things that they do. And I work in the education department. And from there, I work my way up to manage one of our top programs. And I sometimes like I was at work the other day and someone tried me and she was I had on all black and it was like a button up black shirt. And she was like, oh, you look like um, you look like at your Dizzy's days. Dizzy's was the restaurant. You look like you're about to serve us. And it was someone that I was in an email battle with. So she said it to kind of cut me down. Um, but I didn't, like, I knew what she was doing. And it was a, I was mostly just annoyed with her because I didn't feel that way about myself. I was very clear um, that I belonged in that space. Mm -hmm. I'm very clear of my mm -hmm. worth and what I add to that program mm -hmm. um, and that I'm more than capable of managing it. Um, so I don't suffer from that then. I do suffer from it in art spaces, in performing art spaces, because I just know, I'm like, there are so many people that are a 50 million times better of a singer than me. Um, I don't necessarily think they can evoke on a song better than me, tell a story during a song, but there are people that can outsing me, like, any day. Uh, so I feel that then, even like, at, at, um at our holiday Christmas parties, I will never, I never get on that mic when everybody's singing, mm -hmm. if you notice, ever. It'll be Jasmine, Amanda, all Jazz's background singers, and I'm silent. I right. just sit there. Mm -hmm. Because that is when I'm like, hell no, I'm not getting on that mic. No, I'm mm -hmm. just not doing it. So I definitely feel it in those spaces. Um, and then I also feel it within... I'm feeling it less now that everybody here has told me that I can be black. <laughs> Check out the mixed episode. <laughs> that really made my day. You don't know how many DMs I got where people were like, Antoinette, you are black. Really? You are allowed to I be. Am. And I was like, oh, I was really getting choked up. Like, for real? <laughs> Thank you. No, but I used to really feel that way, especially um, when I first started Freedom Freedom School and when I was first in spaces with a lot of woke, quote unquote, woke ass black people where I was like, oh shit, they're going to find me out. They're going to find out that my mom, well, God no, bless her. I guess that's part of it, right? That your mom is... Yeah, I guess so. That yeah, you're not I black felt, enough. Right, you're that not, I'm not you black don't enough. Belong. That that's I the don't that's belong. the theme is that you don't belong. Right. Is that you're in the group. It's not that it's not a matter of you not participating and being active. Right. You're in it. You're in it. You're recognized as being in it. You may even be recognized as a leader. Exactly. I was Michelle Obama. Yeah, you you were a top dog at, at Freedom, uh, Freedom School. School. But then just knowing, like, well, wait a minute. Exactly. It's like, are they going to Elizabeth warn me? Are they going to be like, bitch, you are right. not Cherokee. Shut <laughs> up. You know, like, oh, like, is that going to come out? And she's like, 
She's still apologizing for that. But it's like that kind of thing. It's even like Kamala, which I don't want to get political, but Kamala Harris, she's out here like, I'm this progressive Mm -hmm. Democrat. And I'm like, actually, you're not that progressive if you look at your track record. And now she's getting found out. There's all these think pieces coming out. I don't know if she's a fraud, but she's just not... That's another podcast. But she's just not who she has presented herself to be and to be found well, out on a national level. I think that's more of along level. the lines of you, what you just said was that somebody you actually know that you are not who oh, you're saying you are. I see. You know? Like, I wonder, I really am curious if Beyonce, because if Michelle motherfucking Obama can say like, I wonder if I, I, Beyonce let, I feels feel like, too, like like let's think about Michelle. Where's that ding? Why are you always ding? Beyonce came up. Uh, why? I I mean I think about Michelle and I think about imagine that. So like her husband Mm-mm. came to her and was like, "All right, what you think about this? They want me to run." And imagine her thinking like considering, okay, one I'm going to have to uproot my family to a whole other city. Imagine she's like, I'm gonna be in the limelight. People are calling her apes, chimps. They're they're saying that what did they say? Somebody said that she like she belonged on the WNBA. Like just awful things. She's gonna she's gonna have that kind of spotlight on her. And then on top of that, she has even more pressure as a black, black woman. woman. She got all of us like you better fucking rub, represent. But what was interesting in that article was that she said that while she was suffering from imposter syndrome. There was a point within his presidency where she decided to stop trying to be like every other yeah. first lady. Oh, okay. And when she was like, I have mm. to do it my way. Mm. That way they know I'm not an imposter. They know that I am authentic. Mm-hmm. And this is Michelle's this is Michelle's presidency. This is how I'm gonna do this. Right. This is this is and there even even at the end of the day, you know, when she said I at when Trump was elected or whatever and they were at the at the inauguration and she said, I just, I, I, at one point, I just told myself, you can't keep smiling. And that was that picture that went viral where she was just like, it's cold. I'm not trying to be out here. I'm here because it's my civic duty or whatever, but whatever. And I think that we appreciated her authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like, not just black women. Globally, people, I mean, her book has so I mean she's so rich off that book and that book tour is not even funny but there's such a want for that because I think that I think the best thing especially what you can do is be your whole self and show up in these spaces as your whole self and figure out how to be a business owner the way Shanti would be a business owner but because mostly I think that I don't feel that way in business because I know that behind the scenes on most every business is a hot ass mess. It's a hot ass mess. All the things that fall through the cracks, that probably fall through the cracks at Sable, or you feel like you could do I don't better. know what you're talking about. <laughs> They're the same things that happen at a corporate ass place like where I work, where we have it's I know. human it's, error. It doesn't make it's sense. It's not perfect. It doesn't make Nothing sense. Nothing is. I love that you talked about the authenticity because maybe that feeling of being an imposter. Maybe it is an indication that you're not showing up completely authentic because you can't show up completely authentic, authentically, and and there's no room for you to doubt then. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right? 
Right? If you're showing up, if I'm showing up like I, I'm here, I belong here. And if you've done the work. If I'm you've doing done... the work mm-hmm. because that I feel like is impossible because you're always working on yourself. Like I don't mean do the work on yourself. I mean do you've done the actual market research. You've done the research on the space. You've done the research on what products sell the most since that space is going to be mostly a retail space. And it's not going to be less, right? It's going to be less about... You're not going to have yoga and things like that. No, no, no. It's not going to be the wellness. It's going to stay at safety. Right. So that you've done this research and that you're as prepared as possible. Because you can do that. Here's just like you said. But you can still do all of that research and still feel that. No, I'm saying the two have to go hand in hand. You do all that research and you show up as yourself. You put Mm -hmm. your spin. Yeah, you have to prepare yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because just like you said, you, what did you say? You were like, Money I'm all about <laughs> shut the fuck. You said what did you you know you said I'm, I'm all, all about, about God's Benjamins. plan, but you got to have a game plan. Oh right, I said that. Yeah, uh, I was talking about my partner, not <laughs> <laughs> bitch. I'm talking about the you. man in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is a reflection of you, shut honey. Up. <laughs> um, so I th- what what I connected this to also, um. A lot of people, I think we focus on, oh, we're not, I'm not worthy. I'm not prepared. I don't belong. I have low self-esteem. And like people say, oh, that's like the source of the imposter syndrome. But I was thinking about it and I was like, I really feel like the source of so much of our worthiness or if we're being authentic goes back to the Marianne Williamson Um mm quote that everybody thinks Nelson Mandela said but he never said but that he did say he quoted her saying oh he well this quote is our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure it is our light not our darkness that most frightens us and I was like why though because it's then we know how the responsibility always comes back to us, number one. And we have to deal with the possibility, not even the fucking possibility, the truth that we are powerful, incredibly powerful, creative beings. And like having to deal with that. So then the onus is on us to show it's up as that. It's on us to show up as that. Cause, and then I take this all the way back. To when I was on a, a recent trip, I was reading Conversations with God, and um, in it, he talks about um, he talks about that that's that's a throwback. <laughs> I just heard what you said. Mama was reading that like fifteen years ago, child. That book is a game changer. That's, it's yeah. really really deep, but that that. All right, if you believe in God, some folks don't believe in God. But if you believe in God, the the guarantee is that we're loved by God. We're deeply loved, right? And that what he says is that you are God. The same, like, we are, we are made in his likeness. Mm. So the same her, attributes, her likeness, her likeness her litris. 
she's an actress. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the same attributes of creation, mm-hmm. goodness, kindness, but most importantly, creation. Mm-hmm. If you're made in God's likeness, then you are like many gods. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So you are the the source of everything is is you. It's so not when God, Kanye says I am God. I was like, I get it, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> All Hurry up with my damn croissant. <laughs> I was like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But these are the things that I that I think about. And when I start feeling like when I start feeling less than I, I do have to go back and realize that we're we are like many creators, so you should be really careful what you think about because it's gonna come to fruition. So I um that's it. Like that these have been things that I've been that I've been really, really pondering and holding close to me and like figuring out, trying to get to the, the deepest part of why I feel like I don't belong in in certain spaces. Can I ask you, um, have you felt that way with Around the Way Curls? Absolutely. (laughs) With uh, so many parts of my life, people are like, oh, you're a great writer. Oh, Shanti, you should do this. How many times have I told you that? And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, oh, I don't, it's not, it's not, I don't know. I think about so you do need to write. You need to write a book. Dear you should you should that's what I was gonna say. You should just publish like one of your journals and I my my crazy ass would read it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi diary. Hi pillow. Dear diary. Dear moon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I will say I think about this with us too, and this is silly, but like now I'm just like militant about it. I'm like, we need the shot. But before, do you remember how weird, or we still are, when we have to take photos or like if we're in the, at like an event or whatever it is and we're surrounded by, let's say, a Renee, who's just like, she's on it. She's just like, boom, 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 like pose, 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 pose. Like she's got it down to a science. And then we stand there awkwardly and we put our arms around each other. We're like, we have, we're not prepared. We have not practiced. We put our arms around. We just embrace and we stare embrace. into the camera. And then we're just like, uh, we take maybe a thousand shots to get one because we don't feel like we are allowed to take up space in that way. Yeah, That's really what it is. With me, it might be a little deeper. It might be like, how do I look in this picture? Is this the right angle? Because you don't quite have my angles right yet. We're going to work on that. I'm top no down. Kara. Got a top. No, t- Kara, I had a whole day with her to show her in South Africa, like, you're not doing a good job. Let me. Literally, I put her up against a backdrop and was like, I'm going to take pictures the way you take them, and then I'm going to take them the way I take them and show you the difference. And she was like, bitch, teach me. So we had a whole little class. But what I'm saying is... We have to take up that kind of space. Like, 
everyone that we know that is successful, right? They take up space in that way. They're not they're not shying away from who they are as a personality and who they are as a brand. But like I authentically don't give a fuck. So, so let that be in your pictures. Let that be it. That's what I'm saying. Like I think both of us are like I don't want to be in this camera like oh my god. Like that's not who we are. So maybe our pictures are us sitting on a stoop just talking shit and not paying the camera any mind. And that is who we are. And I think that's enough. And I think that we need to be more cognizant of that. I think that we've had so many ventures with Around the Way Curls, so many different um, avenues that we've taken, that we've stopped short at. And I'm not, and I, I think it's partly because we thought, are we serious? Is this really like... Or do we belong here? Do we fit into this, fit into this... Um do we fit into this? Do we fit, right. But I think we don't fit, and I think that's why it works. And the other day I was looking around, and I'm like in a a very interesting place in my life, but I'm like everything is possibilities. But I was on the bus because I just didn't want to get on the subway, so I took a bus to the subway that day. And I was looking around at all these businesses, and I passed – uh, this hair salon that I used to go to that now has four locations by a black woman. Shout out to Salon 718. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Are you happy? Yeah. No. I just um, know that number. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, I started looking at infrastructure. I started looking at businesses and parks and different initiatives. And then, oh my God, I forgot to say this. My roommate, Kara, who you guys heard from in this, uh, South Africa, uh, podcast. She just graduated from this, this, I don't know what it is. It's like an institution in the Bronx that helps, uh, young people or not even young people. It just helps people in general, uh, create co-ops and get business plans together. And she is venturing out on a business that I won't talk about cause it's not legal yet, but she's venturing out. <laughs> no, but she's venturing out in that. And I was really inspired by that because I was on this bus thinking to myself, all of these things are here because someone thought them up. Cause the, I am a God. No, but I'm really serious. Like, I am too. Y'all think I'm joking. I'm I'm looking at you and I don't think you are. I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Well, say that to yourself. But I'm serious. Say that every day. But But you but you don't understand. Like you don't you you must think. Like if you think I'm joking, then you don't really understand. No, I don't. I don't think you're joking. I think that That I'm fucking God. And you're fucking it's God. No way that you're and then you people it. listening, we are power. That's our biggest fear: is that holy shit, the possibilities are limitless. the The power that I hold is beyond, beyond, beyond. The shit is just like, it's it's a real thing, guys. Oh, listen to conversations with God. What's his name? You should have brought the book and read an excerpt for us. Since conversations with God, I don't really even know his name. Going. It did. I was like, let me get holed up in a hut. If real you don't quick. Google that and man's name, down. so people can look that book. I mean, if you go, if you write in conversations with God, it's gonna pop up right. It's away. like Neil Armstrong. No, 
No, I, I'm, I'm really sorry serious. to cut you off. Go I'm, ahead. I, you always do. It's I, fine. The more and more I edit these, the more I realize that you just <laughs> cut me off all the time. <laughs> and you never like, you know what? Hurry else? up with my damn croissant. <laughs> you know what you never do? <laughs> You're never like, mm. I oh, just did. You, no, you don't do that. It's like really forced. And I'm like really actively listening to you and like. I don't know. Are you just ignore me. Like right now, how you're just I'm looking for it because I was listening to you. Phone. His name is Neil Donald Walsh. He's a nice looking white man. He looks like how people depict God. <laughs> <laughs> he has a white beard and some nice hair. You better go. He oh, he, look, no he kind of looks like Santa. He probably looked like <laughs> Jesus back in the day when he turned into Santa. Jesus is Asian. I don't know what you're talking about. Jesus is black. Any right? I'm talking about white Jesus that we have the, all the pictures of. That's that one stock photo of white Jesus with them um, blush lips. His lips are like real pink. Anyway, but, mm-hmm. your mom, your grandmom has it. Your mom thinks Jesus is white. My mom, of course, my mother would think Jesus is white. Do you think your mom thinks Jesus is white? Absolutely. I so do. if you gave her your mom a black Jesus, like Merry Christmas, she'd be mom. like, Oh my god. <laughs> ridiculous she'd be like you and your you just always want to poke fun she'd say something like that i'd be like that's just how her mom sounds (laughs) but my my stepfather did i tell you that i can't believe i'm calling my stepfather now that is a journey just kidding don't play with me like that it just got serious you saw my face (laughs) so my mom's husband, he sends, he makes it a point to Why only send me. Why would you not call him your stepdad? Because he was my fifth grade teacher. It's a long story, guys. We should get into that another day. But he sends me mahogany cards on purpose. It's like <laughs> his joke. And he always says, look at the back, wink, wink. <laughs> and it's always a mahogany card. He also card. kisses me on my cheek every time we he see He never each other. kisses me anywhere. <laughs> anyway, that was an aside. No. What I, were we talking about? We are God, and, and we are also imposters, because we don't know how to run a podcast either. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Okay, let's talk about that. We, we're we figuring it out, though. So we have, how long have we been saying we need to do a podcast, we need to do a podcast, and we just wouldn't do it? It was like we were crippled at, so full of fear of like, what if it doesn't work? What if we don't figure it out? What if it isn't successful? What if it isn't this? And now that we're here... In the space, why aren't we promoting it more? Why aren't we, like, there's so much more we could do. Is it a time thing? Is it a thing that we're no, like, no, there's a fear thing. that we're not great. And motherfuckers going to figure you it out. You got to speak for yourself because I don't feel like, I don't feel that way. Oh, well. I think that what you and I have to offer is very different from what everyone else offers. Just because we are gods and we're you and I. <laughs> Y'all better look in the mirror right now. Right now, repeat after me. I am a god. I, I am, am god. god. Not even I am a god. I am god. I we're am made god. in this. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Go ahead. Come on. It's an exercise. <laughs> All right, and you need to do it with your kids, too. It's very important. I am god. I am god. You cut me off. Did you hear that? I was saying something, and then you came in with I am god because you wanted me to shut up. Well, I was listening. That wasn't godly. That was hurtful. <laughs> I hope the mic picked up you scratching your head thinking about what to say. What just happened? <laughs> okay. Is there anything else you need to add to imposter No, talk syndrome? about your kids. The kids. What kids? Sharing that with kids. I do share it with JoJo. Oh, I think that's super important. I think So I think that we would have... Okay. 
I had this ex that was crazy, right? But the one thing that I took from him that was really interesting was that he had affirmations all around his house. And he had affirmations that his mother and father would make him say every morning in the mirror, Mm. which led him down a destructive path as well, because he really was out here thinking that he was the only God. That was his issue. But I think that a lot of this can be, a lot of these imposter syndromes can be avoided if we are in, if it's instilled in us while we're young, that we are these things, that we are these capable beings and that we are celebrated um, in that way. So I wish that I would have woken up every morning and looked at myself and just said, I am worthy. I am God. I am made in God's honor. I'm made in God's light. I am a reflection of all good things. I am the, like, I, something else when I was um, in my relationship with this healing woman, she, I'm serious. She was, what did you just say? What the fuck did that happen? Did you guys know about this? (laughs) We talked about that. That's old. When I was in this relationship <laughs> with a healing doctor in Zendobia. No, you know what she used to say Mo to me Zan every Benzica. day? Because I was like, I just wasn't, I w- and she wasn't pushy, but I wasn't taking control of my life in the way that I could. She would say, you know, peace, whatever, whatever. But then she peace. would also say, Wait, <laughs> the peace shit is like, all right, but she'd be like, yo, queen, listen ho- to this, yeah, my sister. Ho- I got something. Happy. But she would say, okay, create a great day. I hope you create a great day. And I used to be like, oh, this is so much. But now I think about it, I'm like, she's absolutely right. You create the day that you want. Now, some mm-hmm. shit just happens, but perspective is everything, right? Response is everything. Right. Renee said, Renee said that. Don't play the victim. Perspective is everything. And I agree with that. That's why I think she's able to be so goddamn happy all the damn time. Because she creates the day and the life that she wants for herself. And we're all capable of that. So I think we'll feel like less less of imposters if we are able, I didn't say that right, but that's okay. If we're able to really believe that we are worthy and capable and that we do belong and something else. That just we, the way that you are. Yes, just the way that's that you the are. That's the most important thing. But even, even <clears throat> when you get there, when you enter that space, mm, talk about it. What happened? as yourself? Uh-oh. You make sure the motherfuckers make room. Yeah, you don't. It's coming en- together. Yeah, is make- this coming together? What the whole the theme of this? I was a little bit worried <laughs> that it wasn't coming together. <laughs> but it's coming together, girl. <laughs> the theme of the episode. Yeah, like, you are cracking me up right now it's coming together you y'all. had you dealing with imposter syndrome during the no, imposter syndrome no i'm not episode. that You're is like, coming that, is this a worthy episode no is this episode coming together that we're circling back because we took a lot of different we took a lot of That's just I, you just are. repeated <laughs> i am god and we talked about your mother's aversion to white jesus <laughs> But I'm I'm really yes black Jesus. But you just you just derailed us again. So let me bring us back because I'm being authentic. Because <laughs> you're being a sad. You're being sad, Shanti. Authenticity. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I posted on there like I, I think I posted on around the way curls when I said I walk into meetings with a bunch of white men and I walk in there and I was when I had my braids, my nose ring my fucking door knockers and a red lip and a blazer. And I walk in there and you have to make space for me mm-hmm. as I you am. You belonged. Yeah. Right. 
And I think the, the first step are. is mm-hmm. to to get over this is to, or not to get over it, because you're going to have to revisit it. When you go to different spaces, you might have to be like, do I belong here? Do I belong here? But you have to remember, you do belong there. And then when you get there, you make sure folks make space for you. And that's, I think the way people make space for you is that you do your best, your absolute best. You, you leave no stone unturned until the job is done, until whatever the task is, is done and it's done in a way where you have pride in what you do. Yeah. I think <clears throat> that... You know you did your best. Right, absolutely. And I think that another way is that you don't, you don't have to push yourself onto anyone. You don't have to push yourself. You just be. You just... You're in the room and you just be. Which requires some vulnerability too, mm-hmm. right? You can't be trying to be somebody else. No. And I think when I'm circling back to my own situation or my own circumstances where I often feel like a pastor, in my personal, intimate relationships, that requires a lot of vulnerability for me to be like, this is me. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Do you love me? Will you love me? No, that's real. I didn't even think about imposter And not be thinking about like, oh, I, I have to be this person. I got to bend this way. Is he, you know, I got to hide, hide this. I got to control this. No. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to do. I think I probably <laughs> deal with it more within relationships than a work atmosphere. Maybe. I'm not sure. But I'm sure. Yes, I do. But we, we, because we all enter relationships with this idea of who we should be and how we need to be in order for this person to, for us to belong to this person or feel, um, feel like we're, they're going to accept us entirely. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's something I just have to continuously just show up. And the more and more you rise. And do the best that I can. And show up as you are, evolve, constantly try to get better. Mm -hmm. This is for both of us. And have them make space. Now, I do want to say, as we were saying, like talking about imposter syndrome, I think a lot of people are going to relate this to um, professional settings, educational Mm -hmm. settings. Um, Within the educational setting, I felt like an imposter... when I went to college a bit, until I started to really pop off there, it wasn't until people were like, oh, she's talented. And then I was like, okay, I've proven myself. So now I don't have, because I I entered a space, I was studying musical theater, vocal, dance, acting, all that. And I had no training. I had never taken a private vocal lesson. I had only done choral work. I had never taken any formal acting. And I, but I had danced, but in dance, I was the heaviest person, but they were shocked because my ass could pirouette across that damn floor. Like it was nobody's business. But within those spaces I was dealing, I was in spaces with white folks Mm -hmm. that came from money Mm -hmm. and I really was poor in college. Like really, like I was a maid and that was that. Like, I was a fucking me in an RA. Like, I was struggling. I wore the same sweatsuit every day. I went to a really expensive school on the Upper East Side of fucking Manhattan. I was struggling. And I probably felt it then uh, more yeah. than ever, mm-hmm. where I just was like, 
what am I doing here? I'm not I'm I I'm belong. not in this pool. Yeah. You know, like I jumped in a pool that I'm not I it doesn't fit me. Yeah. And I had really considered possibly leaving and going to a HBCU, which I'm happy that I didn't do, even though I'm I'm envious of folks that have that me too. experience because it seems so lit. But I probably would have got pregnant. I wasn't ready for oh. that. I probably would have fell in love, child, child, derailed my whole shit I'd because have been the opposite. No, at that time I was just <clears throat> I was looking for love so hard, and then anybody that even sounded woke, I would have fallen in love with. So that would have been problematic. This is my queen. Right. I'd have been like, oh, my God, Pharaoh. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I I have to say, I had to really have conversations with myself. And it started when I had just, I I remember sitting there and, and thinking to myself, you're here you have never been you have never been in a space where you have not exceeded and you've not been the leader and you've not been the person that is like is top dog so figure it out if they come with all of these you know they have these private lessons they're coming with all this you know experience fuck it you got to you have to outdo them you have to outwork them out research them out practice like everything yeah and i finally got to a point where where i graduated I graduated top of my class and I fucking was so happy. It was such a small thing, but I won the award for best overall achievement in acting. Yes. And so I think with that, I started to feel less of an imposter, not only because I was getting those accolades, but because I have believed it myself. Right. That's the most important thing. Right. It wasn't just like, oh, I got this award. Everybody's telling me. It was that, no, no, no. I really feel. You have to feel that you deserve it. I really feel like I belong here. Yeah. Feel that power. Feel that stretch. And I I think that something that it's, it's, it's a dangerous thing to do to rely on other people to tell you that you belong in a space and that's that's when you then believe it mm-hmm. because then you're just reliant on them mm-hmm. you have to feel it you have to and then another tricky part of imposter syndrome is like i sort of felt like an imposter when i started this new job coming from being a server and coming into the space with people who i literally served like my direct boss remembers me like my direct supervisor remembers me because I served her and she asked me what lipstick I was wearing and I took my lipstick out and wrote it down in the lipstick on a piece of paper and gave it to her. And she still has the paper in her desk because she never bought it. It was like Rebel Mac. But I she, love that color. It's amazing. But, oh, you you introduced me. Thank you. Oh. But she, like, she's someone that I used to wait on her, ask her for yeah. her order, uh-huh. clean her dishes, uh-huh. like be her servant, basically. So when and then the same thing for my vice president, you know. So when I got into that space, I did have that a bit, but I had decided that I was just going to show them another side of myself. And I will say that I wasn't as authentically myself then because it was a new space and I felt like because it was corporate, I still had my hair, I still had my nose ring. But my attitude and my way of being was a little bit uh, toned down, in a you sense. You toned down? It was, in the beginning, because I, I felt like I needed to show them that I could do the work. 
And then I found ways to add myself into it. So I'd be like, you know what? I have this social media background. I think we needed to do a social media campaign. You know what? I have this background. I, I blog. And I think that we need to have more visual stimulation. Our branding is off. I, and so that was when, when, those, when I started to add those pieces and gain their trust a bit. Because what you have to realize is we're, we have imposter syndrome because we, a part of it is that we were told we don't belong in those spaces. So the people that occupy those spaces kind of believe that as well. Yeah. So you have to not prove to them, but show them in a sense. I don't want to make this, I'm really struggling with my words because I don't want to make it seem like I want people to tap dance or like jump through hoops to prove that they're worthy of that space. But you do have to show that you can do the work, as anyone in a new position would. So I think that it, I think it's twofold. I think you need to prove that that I think you need to show rather that you that you are capable of that work and then really add yourself into that space, really add your authenticity if that makes sense. because those people at the top need to change their way of seeing you as well. Those people that occupy those spaces is what I'm saying. Like the right. only space, but that's definitely that's still that's not. I don't your want, responsibility. No, it's to not do your. That. You just you gotta, just gotta, gotta up, do your best. Do your best right. and f- and feel authentic and mm-hmm. how you are and what you're producing. That's the most important thing. Or else it is quite possible. Like if I go into this space, if I go into this mall and I don't do my best mm-hmm. and and I'm trying to perform for other people and the and the work and the items that I pick don't really resonate with me. Right. It's going to, I will be I will, will be fail. fraud. Yeah. It will be a fraud the same way um with with that what's her name? <sighs> with the K. The woman you were just talking about who was voting and had Kamala. Li- yeah, had all of her Kamala, stances uh, Kamala, excuse me. All of her stances were definitely against black people and our liberation and systematically changing but here's the, the dynamics. Thing. But then she's going to pop up and say but that. But here's like, the thing. She would argue that she had to do that because there's a system in place and that you have to change it from within. It's the, that's it's bullshit. the age old. I don't, I, I don't. It's the age old thing. No. But I, I'll say, I, I think that we have to give people, we can't just, we would be naive to believe that if we just walk into spaces as our authentic selves, it's automatically going to work out. It's not that simple. No, you have to know who you're dealing no, with. No, it as may well. not work out in an external sense, but if you don't, if you're not showing up yes. like your best self, I agree. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point of getting all of these material things if, if inside you don't feel like you belong anywhere? That right. it that right. it's not worth it. Um, I saw. I, this leads me, I guess, kind of to this final point that we should make um, on Instagram. It was a meme that says, your imposter syndrome is a rite of passage. So I think it is a place, I, I kind of want to talk about what you think that means. Because I read it, I snapshot it, I was like, oh, okay. But like, a, how so? How is the imposter syndrome a rite of passage? I think it's, I think just like you said, it's that pivotal point in which you really need to go inward and ask yourself, why do you feel, why do I feel like I don't belong? Mm-hmm. Is it because I'm scared to be my truest self? Or 
Is it because you are lacking confidence and you're comparing yourself to other people all the time? Like what, that point of feeling like an imposter is the doorway for you to to either stay and and, um, continue the patterns that you've been following or you make that change. You come, you come through with the come through as yourself. You choose to be more authentic. You choose to be more of yourself and less concerned with what other people are thinking and feeling about you, or you kind of change and, and you become more authentic and stop cow towing, cow stepping, cow belling. What is it now? If you were listening, you know, I was you're listening. not listening. <laughs> You said cow stepping, cow belling. I don't know what the proper I don't know what term it is, is. I think it's cow stepping to please don't talk to me like what that. other people are doing. So, if you're at that point um, and you are experiencing the imposter syndrome, it's a it's a it is a rite of passage. It's it's an important space to make to make that change. Make the change. Oh, that made me think about Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Make that change. Um. Okay. So what, I don't know if we should do, I definitely, I mean, we would be remiss if we did not mention that it's fucking Black History Month. (laughs) And I think that for this month, we need to highlight something that has to do with Black History. And I think Michelle Obama is fitting. So we have a quote from Mrs. Obama that says, I have learned that as long as I hold fast to my beliefs and values and follow my own moral compass, then the only expectations I need to live up to are my own. Talk about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the takeaway for this episode is what? We are gods. I am a god. (laughs) We are gods. We are creators. We're powerful. We are the, we are brilliant and God is not an imposter. No. God is all-knowing. Omniscient. <laughs> kind. Love. Talent. All of that. All the best things in life. And if you're an atheist, we're sorry. This episode is not going to resonate then... with you. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> you are going to hell. <laughs> You are just please. Let's just stop. Just let's just stop. blood and guts and neurons. Oh my god! What? See. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're doing today. <laughs> I think we're just so happy to see each other. I'm not sure. All right. So uh, with that said, we out. We out. Bye bye. <laughs> you have just heard an around the way curls, John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. I am a god. Hurry up with my damn massage. Hurry up with my damn menage. Get the Porsche out the damn garage. I am a god. 
even though I'm a man of God, my whole life in the hand of God, so y'all better quit playing with God, soon as they like you, make them unlike you, cause kissing people ass is so unlike you, the only rapper compared to Michael, so here's a few hating ass niggas to fight you, and here's a few stink ass niggas to bite you, I don't even want to hear about what niggas might do, old niggas mentally still in high school, Since the-